0: my wanderings take me through impossibly dense thickets of alders, spruces, or firs, and I wonder how on earth a bull moose makes its way through, adorned with a pair of stately paddles. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. If you're having a tough time, head outside. We know this from experience, of course, but I do love when scientific research helps us to understand why. Just 20 minutes in green spaces lowers our heart rate, blood pressure, and even cortisol, the stress hormone. Outdoor time also offers perspective. After an hour and a half outdoors, around plants and wildlife, we stop worrying about the little things and once again are reminded of the big interconnected world and our part in it. That is, unless you're attempting to make your way through an alder thicket, Now, I haven't read anything peer-reviewed about whether alder thickets really do raise your levels of cortisol rather than lower them, like surrounding green spaces do, but anecdotally, it must be true. But now is the time to go appreciate your local alder thicket, because a gentle shake of their branches will cause fairy dust, I mean pollen, to scatter gracefully into the wind. We have a couple of species of alder in Maine, including speckled alder and green alder, but today I'll be covering them as a group because their characteristics overlap considerably. Alders are native shrubs in the birch family, Betulaceae. You won't see a similarity between birch and alder bark, but you might note a resemblance between birch and alder leaves, which are simple with serrated margins, and between birch and alder catkins. Besides being a very cute word, what is a catkin? To the untrained eye, a catkin looks like a small hemlock cone without the flaring of the scales you'll find in a hemlock cone. That cone resemblance is noteworthy because we typically only find cones on the non-flowering group of conifers called gymnosperms, but alders are a flowering plant in the angiosperm group. So these catkins found on alders and other members of the birch family are not, in fact, cones, but flowers. You'll find two kinds of catkins on one alder shrub. The male catkins, which are long, rather like a scaly hot dog, and hanging from the tips of the branches, and the female catkins, which are much stouter and more oval or egg-shaped, growing in clusters along the same branches you'll find the male flowers. The female catkins are what look most like a conifer cone. Though once pollinated, these female flowers mature into a structure that contains a fruit type called a nutlet which contains the seeds. Now is the time that those male catkins are beginning to shed pollen, and just a gentle flick or breeze will set those minuscule grains flying with the goal of landing on a female catkin. It's a good thing this happens before the shrub fills out with its dense foliage, or those leaves might block the pollen from landing in the right place. It's easiest to identify an alder shrub before it has all its leaves, due to the presence of these distinct male and female catkins, and based on its growth habit. You'll find them growing in dense thickets in disturbed areas, like alongside a driveway or gravel pit, and in wet spots adjacent to rivers and streams. It's worth learning how to identify alders so you can appreciate not only their ecosystem services, but also their use to humans. If you're a gardener, you likely know about the beneficial nitrogen fixing qualities of members of the Fabaceae family, such as peas and beans. Uniquely, alders also have nodules on their roots that fix nitrogen from the air into a form useful to the other plants growing near them. The inner bark of alder is a deep red orange color, which you've likely seen if you've pruned alders from your driveway or paddled through an alder lined stream pruned by beavers, which often use alder as a building material. This red-orange color comes from tannins in the bark, which in addition to being useful for natural dyeing, is an astringent compound that has been used as a medicinal wash for treating fungal problems and sores, or a poultice for treating swellings. The bark and leaves can also be used like yarrow for encouraging blood coagulation after a cut or leech bite. So while making your way through a dense alder thicket may seem a stressful if not impossible task. These native shrubs offer so much to us and the ecosystems in which we live. The next time you're outside, you could try to find your local alder thicket, compare the two catkins, and appreciate the magic that comes from an alder shrub. It may not be fairy dust, but it's the next best thing. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.